1: heads up these are adults having adult conversations so there could be adult content
2: you guys i'm so excited jenny gill's in the house what what and speaking of house her new ep the house sessions is so good it's so real so honest my favorite song on it is called your shadow where she addresses what it's like to live in the shadow of her father vince gill she's so real and she's just such a cool girl i cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview so y'all get excited here's Jenny Gill.
1: So happy to have you. We've been trying to do this interview for a little while, and I'm glad we finally got it worked out and we get to do it in Aurora! This, this is beautiful. I know. Isn't this space gorgeous? This is beautiful. I kind of want to live here. You can move in. Can I? They've got a bathroom, no shower. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> Maybe not. Details. Maybe I'll just visit often. Visit often. Come. <laughs> you can play some music anytime you want. Awesome. Okay, so I want to start off with a little bit of rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question and you say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, this scares (laughs) me already. You're going to do great. Okay. Music. Singing.
3: Fame. My dad. Happiness. My son. Oh, little Wyatt. Wyatt, yeah. He's three. He's three. He makes me so happy and crazy all at the same time. (laughs) Right.
1: But that's what toddlers are supposed to do. That is what they're supposed to do. And I wanna talk about your dad and Wyatt, these two things you just mentioned, and two of the songs that you just wrote, which would be on your new album. Yes. EP, The House Sessions. Yes. Okay, so one last word, what is success to you? Oh, that's going, ooh, that's a hard one.
3: That's a a word I have to go to therapy over. (laughs) I'm
1: being honest. What have you learned in therapy about
3: success? No, well, what I'd like to learn in therapy uh, about success is whew, so much. Really, success for me, I think, is um, it's hard to describe. I think it's this unattainable goal because a lot of people in my life currently are ridiculously successful.
1: Like it looks we're not, talking
3: 21 <laughs> Grammys sitting on a shelf. That's successful. your dad, right? And that's my dad. That's what I have to compare to
1: is it is it like that I've always wondered is it like that do you feel that it, you wrote a song called the shadow which I love on your new EP from the house sessions
3: yes I I tried to um kind of 21, 21 Grammys gosh people are lucky to get one
1: well even to like be in the field and be nominated
3: exactly <laughs> this like how does this even happen how does it's- that happen <laughs> it's ridiculous you have to be uh, brilliantly gifted I guess which is what he is and it's fantastic and also very frustrating at the same time when you're interested in, uh, in having a music career how do you deal <laughs> with that struggle uh, sometimes I deal with it great and sometimes I'm just like a mess on the floor in tears
1: and I can't function but um, because on one hand I was telling you earlier I was in a band with Taylor Lynn and Jennifer Wayne who also come from Legacy John Wayne and Loretta Lynn on one hand, it's like a great door opener because you automatically get into the room, I guess. Or not into the room, but like people will pay attention on one hand. People are automatically curious. Loretta Lynn, I think, told Taylor, I can get you in the door, but you have to keep yourself
3: there or something. And that's the truth. That That's the truth. I mean, people are curious enough to say, hey, what's this all about? And if you're good enough, then
1: then the rest doesn't matter. So that's pressure too because you're like, what do you even standard because 21 grammys like how could anyone
3: yeah, ever be that good it's a pretty it's a pretty big standard and i guess what i have to continue to uh tell myself i keep reminding myself is that i am me i sound like me i'm i'm not one of those um kids who sounds exactly like their parent um which i'm grateful for i think i have my own style and my Heck own yeah. thing And, and my husband, um, who's also very successful in the music industry, um, on the publishing side of things, he, he tells me, babe, what you got to remember is that you're already successful. You put out this music and people bought it. It doesn't matter how many bought it. The Mm -hmm. fact is that there were people out there who cared enough to spend their money. And that's, I agree with that. That's success. And. Um, I have to redefine the word um, because I'm not going to win 21 Grammys, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be successful in music.
1: I totally agree. And actually, I was watching a video of you and your dad, and he said something. What is this quote he said? Um, Most people have their results in something, have their results in something be the definition of something, and I think that's backwards. If it's great when you finished it, it's still great whether anyone bought it or not, and I really think that is so true. And that's what you
3: just said. Absolutely, he told me this the other day. I was driving to a uh, show, and I was kind of nervous about it because I've just started um, accompanying myself on guitar, that's and awesome. it makes me so nervous but to wait do. Go
1: for it and put Thanks. yourself out hey, there. Hey, I'm just
3: going for it. Why just not? Put yourself out there just and do go it. Go for it, and um, and I was. I was talking to him on the phone driving down the interstate and it's like just wish me luck and he said, "Bud, I just want you to know I'm proud of you and do it cuz you love it. Don't do it based on some kind of outcome." Because he's right. It the outcome doesn't matter. You got to do it because you love doing it.
1: And we all have our own destiny. I really do believe that and we all are meant to affect in the way that we are and it's all relative of how big or small it is
3: you know exactly it really is if you can reach that one person that's really struggling right now mm-hmm. then that's that's all that matters I got a Facebook message uh, recently from somebody who was recovering from a massive surgery and they were just saying I put on your music and it makes me feel better mm-hmm. and it's just like okay I'm done
1: how great is I've that? done it
3: I've I've made it <laughs> that's the re- that's what really matters the awards and all that stuff that we get dolled up for it's fun but it's um, reaching people's hearts that's the that's the good stuff right there
1: i ugh, i love that so you also toured background singing with amy grant I who's your did. stepmom yes which is cool stepmom to have she's <laughs> the most awesome stepmom i will be honest i tried to hate her i was i was going to wonder cuz you also have an amazing mom your mom is, you're like, she's a sweetheart, a cowboy sweetheart, rodeo S- sweetheart. Sweethearts
3: of the rodeo, yeah. Her and her sister are the How sweethearts of the rodeo. How precious
1: is that? <laughs> so you have this awesome mom, and then you get this super famous stepmom who's awesome too. How do you hate someone like that?
3: Well, you don't. I mean, <laughs> I tried to so bad. When when Dad and Amy got together, I was in high school, so already an awkward, horrible time. <laughs> and um, it, everything was happening so quickly. And... And the normal teenager instinct is to be defensive and, no, I hate you. And, um, and, but I couldn't. She's, she handled it really well. She would just always create an environment for everybody to get together. And she was never pushy about it. Really? She wouldn't make you feel guilty if you didn't show up. She's just like, hey, we're going to hang if you want to stop by. And eventually everybody started stopping by. So people started trickling in, like a dinner or something? Yeah, dinner. Really, Christmas was, I think, the main thing our blended family really started to attach to become our thing that we did I love she's that. the queen of Christmas <clears throat> by the way she, if you don't oh, know yes. like Christmas forget about it Amy is the queen and so she always did Christmas huge and us kids were like, what is okay, Christmas like well, with you guys what is that we'll go because we're gonna get some amazing presents
1: <laughs> a little bribe is always good yes. is that what the Christmas was like big presents big dinner Oh man
3: yeah breakfast it's uh Christmas at Dad and Amy's is all about the breakfast. Christmas Eve, we'll kind of all do other things with our other family members, but Christmas morning is where it's at. And Dad um, makes a lot of breakfast. What? Just, what do you eat? Well, it's a lot of it's a lot of breakfast meats. He's a <laughs> carnivore. It's like sausage and bacon. And are you a carnivore? I do like. I love bacon. I bacon
1: is it's a big deal. It's very important. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It should be its own food group. I I'm kind p- of agree. <laughs> I, out of all the meats, bacon to me is the best meat that ever was. It's so it, it just goes with everything. I know, but I love pigs, so I hate thinking about where it comes from. But yeah, we don't have to do that. We won't do that today. Yeah, Christmas. Uh,
3: Christmas involves a lot of bacon. It's the way it should be. And so through all those years of getting to know each other under the Christmas tree, I mean <laughs> we have a we have a great. We have a great thing now, and of course it's changing because now um, all us kids, we're, we're grown, and I'm starting a, a next generation. My son is going to be three in a couple months, oh. and so the magic
1: of Santa is, like, being reborn again. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. How did that feel to have the transition of, obviously, you're in high school, already an awkward time. Here comes a new stepmom don't like her, then you start liking her, and then all of a sudden, now you're on tour with her, and then you put out your EP, and she said, or she said something, I got this quote too, that was, um, she said, Jenny and I were camping at Bonnery for the first time, she played me a work tape of Your Shadow, she, this song stopped me in my tracks, she had waited months to play it for anyone, and it was a mystery to me, in that moment I knew she was a creative force to be reckoned with, her lyrics are thought-provoking, her melodies effortless." And haunting. I'm such. I am a true fan. How does that feel? Oh my feel? goodness!
3: I feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside.
1: But how does that feel to have all of a sudden written this art and to be touring with Amy now? Like what a whirlwind life! <laughs> yeah, it it kind of happened
3: suddenly. Uh, her backup singer, who'd been working with her for years and years was expecting and about to give birth to her first child and Amy had all these dates on the books and there was no way this girl was gonna be able to work. And so they asked me to come in as a substitute and I thought I would be working with her for maybe three or four months. And uh, Kim's baby came and then Kim was ready to come back on the road but they kept calling me as well and so they just added me into the band, and that was about seven years ago. Wow. And I have to give Amy so much credit for really a new confidence that I have in myself as a performer. Really? Because Tell me about that. Before Amy, I didn't really have a lot of stage time. You know, I got to practice with my dad here and there on the road in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um But I wasn't in a situation where I'm on stage night after night singing the same songs with the same people and getting that musical groove. Yes. And I got to do that with her. And the singer that I was before I started working with her and the singer that I am now, I think are two different singers. Wow. And um, it means so much to hear that quote, um, those kind words from her about my writing as well. I really respect her. And her creative brain, because um, it's, it's not a typical, she doesn't write a typical song all the time. I mean, her music stands out to me. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I wrote that song, Your Shadow, and it was so... Where did that moment come from? It was so just raw, and it, it makes me feel naked to share those words, to be honest. I wrote that song with some friends of mine that uh, well, we lived in the same neighborhood at the time, and I would walk down to their house all the time and just boohoo and sob like all my worries to them. And one day, I'm just we're on the subject of being Vince Gill's daughter, and I'm just pouring out my heart, and I just hear these, you know, scribbles on a on a journal. And the next morning, she, Deanna, um, Deanna Walker is her name. She called me and said. Hey, come over here, I wanna play you something. And she had these chords and these lyrics to this verse, and it just made me cry. And so we finished writing the song with her husband, Rick Beresford, and I was terrified to play it for anybody because it's here so real. It was,
1: so off. It was did, just so. Did you think someone would be mad at you? I was so exposed. What did you think was gonna happen? Because that to me is the best songwriting ever when you write something so real, but usually it does involve other people. You know, because we have life experiences that are affected by other people. So how do you present this song? It, I, I almost wasn't
3: going to. And so because I trust Amy because she's family, I played it for her while we're at Bonnaroo. <laughs> That's a good place. Just like on my phone. And she's like, oh, my goodness. I love this. This is so great. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Well, then she and I were performing uh, it was a writer around in Peoria, Illinois, and she begged me to play the song. So I worked it up with a keyboard player, and I got a really, I was kind of surprised by the reaction that I got from the crowd. It was, they loved and it? And they just loved it. It was, and I felt accepted. And there's a line in that song, you know, i'm talking about my one of my biggest fears is that i'll pour my heart out and no one will care and that's really the ultimate
1: <laughs> that makes me you cry. just give it all and no one's gonna give a shit that's yeah. what we're, i mean that brings tears to my eyes because it is so vulnerable to be an artist is so vulnerable and when you're truly putting your words out there and your heart out there you basically are standing naked and saying do you like me <laughs> exactly and, and
3: that's crazy that every It's crazy. It's so hard. And I almost didn't want to record this song or share it. And I was kind of asking Amy, does this song kind of only belong on my first project? She's like, I think so. So I shared it with my dad. I just emailed it to him. I just emailed it. and was like. Were you nervous? Just listen, uh, whatever. Just listen to it. Whenever you want to. Were you so nervous to so hear his nervous. response? I was. I didn't know how he was going to react. If he was going to be. Uh, upset with himself I didn't know if he was gonna take it negatively and when he called me to discuss the song all we talked about was how well crafted he thought that it was we didn't go into all those other layers Um, it was just about the song how he thought it was really well done and we should record it
1: and we did and he produced
3: your your EP right he produced the house sessions he put so much love into this project I'm so proud (laughs)
1: How full circle, though, to grow up, you know, living with Vinsco as your dad, finding your own way musically, and now you're making your own music from your heart. You wrote five out of these six songs, Mm -hmm. and now he's producing them and, like, doing it from your perspective, your musical inclination. How amazing is that full circle moment? It's really great. We'd never worked that
3: closely together before, and it was really neat to see his process in the studio, how well respected he is in this town, and with everybody that he works with. Oh man, and it was hard to it was hard to speak up and say, Hey, what if we what if we try this? Because whatever Vince Gill says, everyone's gonna be like, Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think mean, that's a great idea because his instincts are so fantastic. It's it's so weird to refer to him by his name. By the way, <laughs> I just said that and was like mm, that didn't feel right. Uh-huh. He's, he's dad. Um, but, man, I still get the same feeling I think a lot, a lot of artists get when they work with him. Those nerves that a singer gets when they're walking into the studio and Dad's about to produce them. And you just kind of tense up. Okay, you, you want to be perfect for him. You want to impress him. We all share it, Dad or not. hmm You know, he's he's the type of person that you you want his respect. Totally. You know? Yes. But at the same time, he he doesn't he doesn't act like this big like know-it-all a-hole, you know? <laughs> he's he's kind, he is patient, you know, and he's he was really great to work with and I
1: I learned a lot. We when we started this interview the guy who mics us up, his name is Mike. <laughs> and you were like, "Mike with Mike's." And I was like, "That's how I introduce you, Mike with Mike's." And you're like, "I actually sorry, I Said that because you probably get so... I saw it all over his face. Because like, you're like, oh, you're identified Mike with Mike. And you're like, I actually feel that same way as being identified with one thing. It's like, that's your thing. Like, this, everybody in your
3: life approaches you and says the same thing. So,
1: Mike with Mike. <laughs> dude, I get it. We're living the same <laughs> life. And but it's whole, like, like unavoidable <laughs> almost to talk about it on some level. I feel, do you feel like it, because it's not like you want to avoid it. No, I don't want to avoid
3: it. I'm proud of where I come from. But there does come a point where it's just you can only take so much. Absolutely. And, and dad is so, um, he's so talented and gifted and kind. And he's affected a lot of people. And it's no surprise that people who are touched by that want to talk about it. And they want to share it. And, of course, that's the one thing that we have in common. So, of course, they want to talk about it. I get it. But there are, I apologize if you're like that 1% person (laughs) who gets me on that day where I just have to roll my eyes because we're talking
1: about my dad again. (laughs) You know, it makes so much sense.
3: Oh, it's so funny sometimes. Okay, I was was at a gig in Sacramento recently and (laughs) I was in a shuttle with a bunch of people. We had all performed at this golf tournament and there was a gentleman uh, riding along, and I think he'd had a, a couple of drinks. <laughs> and he kind of leaned up and he's like, all right, can I ask you a personal question? And I was like, yeah, man, shoot. <laughs> he's like, all right, Pure Prairie League, your dad. Okay, that song, Amy. And I went, like, dude, what does this have to do with me? I only ask because you said this was a personal question. Right? But really, you just want to ask me a dad question, and I felt so bad. I think he kind of was you're like human, sheepishly though. was like, "Ooh, you're like." Dude. By the way, <laughs> he did not sing the song, Amy. I'm sorry to crush your dreams and everything. And everybody laughed, and and everybody got it. But man, there's so sometimes you're just like you have. It's you're a human. I, I know. Just, yeah, but you know, it's obvious. I'm crazy about my dad and Obviously. so proud of all of his accomplishments and
1: but you're also at a place where and i think this house sessions is such an amazing place for you because you're at a place where you've had all of this almost like school you know you grew up with a front row ticket to the country music industry you have seen it all more than anyone really has and you've seen the ins and the out. you know what the life looks like you know what road looks like yeah. you know you know you have been to school And now you are emerging as your own artist, and you have these amazing songs that reflect you, and they're so personal. Mm -hmm. Like another one I want to talk about is Lonely Lost Me, (gasps) which I think is one of the sweetest songs ever. Talk to me about this song. Okay. This
3: song I wrote with my gal pal, Brianna Tyson, and Jonathan Hamby, who actually uh, plays with Amy a lot and the three of us got together and we wrote this a long time ago and it was one of those writing sessions where the three of us didn't really know each other very well so we're kind of just it felt like one of those first dates you know when you get in a yes. writing room with somebody and you're like
1: <laughs> and you're about to have to expose your whole soul and yeah here let like, me just strip down it's basically and just, like a one night stand exactly like, here let's meet and <laughs> hope just. you dig it <laughs> Totally.
3: Hope you like what I got, what I'm rocking. Totally. Writing it, sessions are odd. crazy like that. It's on. It felt like one of those days. Yes. And so... Hope you dig it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Call me. We'll do it again. It's so weird. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. It was one of... It was, I like... <laughs> speaking of one night stands, I like three ways better than two ways. Co-writes. Obviously. Co-writes, people. Obviously. Okay. Um, and so the three of us... Oh, we had a great day. Jonathan is a great uh, piano player, and he was laying down this groove. And Brianna and I were trading ideas back and forth. And it wasn't until after the song was born, and my son was born, after that, and I was like, "Oh, this song feels like it's for him." It totally feels like you wrote it for him. And and he wasn't he wasn't in the world you knew when that. But yeah, and. And we were listening to this EP and different mixes. And that's the first song on the EP, Lonely Lost Me. And every time it would end, Wyatt in the back of the car, Mo mo he wanted to hear that song over and over again. Like, so he knew well, it was for him. That's it. You're going to be my leading man in my little music
1: video. Talk to me about motherhood. How has that oh, changed girl, your life? Oh, girl,
3: how much time do we have? All the time. Holy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's... Now, I grew up kind of a spoiled brat. Okay. <laughs> How so? Well, an only child. Oh, you're only child. I'm an only child. Well, I was raised an only child. Obviously, now I'm uh, part of a blended family, and I have uh, a brother and sisters now. But I didn't I didn't inherit them until I was about 18, 19 years old, and so. <laughs> raised an only child i never had to do a chore in my life i mean i was a spoiled little rat okay and it's probably fun um like it's great until <laughs> you become an adult and then you're forced to have all these responsibilities and you're like what is this what, okay will somebody show me how to work this washing machine because i really have no idea what i'm doing i actually asked my college roommate to show me how to do laundry that's how that's how embarrassing it is and um
1: for the record I still wash all my colors and whites together in one load every time that's
3: okay right just don't leave them in the washer for like three days
1: because then they might start to get that mildew smell
3: you'd start over I learned that okay Um, yeah but (laughs) Wyatt coming into my life it cured that spoiled brat out of me real quick like there, that first year of motherhood, it's it's the hardest thing
1: I will ever do in my life. What is that, what does it look like? I keep trying to ask people. It's gruesome. It's yeah. like no sleep. It's gruesome, no. it's like a horror movie. <laughs>
3: really I mean without the blood and the guts well there's I mean and you
1: love it at the same time it's not blood and guts it's just throw up and diarrhea and no sleep and they don't really love -hmm. you so much in the beginning right like it takes a while for that little first smile so you're kind of doing it they say like that first smile is actually just some kind of like
3: (laughs) (laughs) reflex yeah a reflex exactly they're uncontrolled it's just like I have to smile because my brain is making me but you think oh you Nice, me. Finally. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a reflex. He was, he. I mean, I think this is true with a lot of moms. I mean, the babies are used to the moms. Yes. I mean, they just, there's that bond there. And so there was a time where Wyatt was not really interested in dad for a while. So I I was the only one that could make him happy. And there's so much joy in that, that feeling of being des- like desired, like that. There's nothing like it on planet Earth, but the fatigue, oh my gosh, is, there's nothing like it. You, <laughs> you, it. you become, you're not a human being anymore.
1: You're, you're, in you're like a zombie, right? It's like the Walking Dead. When does when does it lift? When do you see the start to see the light peeking out from behind the cloud? <laughs> well, for me, it, it was about a year old, and I got
3: to a point where I was. I, I thought I was going to do something like drastic because I was um, so lonely in my house. The stay-at-home mom thing, like all you're the stay-on an at- island. You are basically on your own you're island. You're like uh, it's like a prison. Right. You're like it's like a prison on an island. <laughs> it <laughs> yes. feels like all my
1: young mom friends say that too.
3: And to escape the prison, it's like y- you might as well just stay there because all the crap you have to bring with you it's to not just go it. a mile down the road to the grocery store it. and carry it all around. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. mom help you bring me strawberries please (laughs) I was about why it was about a year old and I said I've got to do something I got to get out of the house but something to keep getting me out of the house you know what I did I joined the YMCA yes I joined the YMCA I found this little class there called dance blast and tell me how that
1: has changed your life because I believe that an outlet like that is so necessary, especially when you're in jail on an island.
3: Okay, so um, Dance Blast literally saved my life in so many ways you have no idea. The YMCA, by the way, they just have this place called Y Play, and you can drop your children off there. They'll just take your child. For as long as you... That's like max two hours a day. Plenty. But That's plenty. I, need, I just need an hour.
1: Yeah, but then you can have the other hour to go sit and go. just like sit on a bench if you want.
3: You could just give them your baby, yeah, and go into the little area with the coffee and the snacks and sit there and watch TV. That's what you need. Do that.
1: you got to have some time for yourself.
3: You do. And that's what I learned is once you start taking care of yourself and everybody says the
1: same thing and you're like, okay, okay. So it's cliche for a reason. It is.
3: And then you do it and you're like, oh. I'm a much better me because of this. I get it. So I started uh, shaking my little booty. What are you doing dance class? Because this is not just a regular dance class. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, um, you could say it's based on, it's kind of like Zumba, this particular dance blast, I, I think it's going to change from instructor to instructor, but the instructor that teaches my dance blast class, her name is Alana, she's a rock star, and she just takes it to the next level, it's like, she'll go really ghetto on you, just like, I like hip-hop, that. and she will, she makes everybody twerk, I mean, I'll just So say you're it. working on your twerk. Is that where you,
1: you lift each butt cheek
3: individually? Oh, now that is some advanced <laughs> twerking. You might have you might have to show me that.
2: I can't do because it. Because
3: we're not doing that's that's advanced dance blast. Is twerking where you just shake it really? I think fast? twerking is where you kind of get in that squat position and just like it all goes up and down. Does like your fast. husband
1: benefit from your dance class? I, twerking. I don't
3: think uh, I don't think we should discuss any of that. I'm gonna just keep that at home <laughs> behind the bedroom door. <laughs> I'll just say love he it. hasn't asked me to quit taking the class,
1: okay? <laughs> and I love how you're saying, because I have a love for hot yoga like you have for dance class. Originally, you kind of started in the back.
3: Oh, yeah. I started in the back row of the class. I didn't know anybody. I felt all weird, and then... Because it's normal
1: to go to an exercise class and feel sort of, like, out of place. Like, am I going to suck? Is everyone going to think I'm yes, terrible? Yes, because everyone thinks that everyone's looking at them because you're looking at you but nobody
3: else is looking at you no
1: one cares which is awesome
3: we are all ages we're all sizes all colors and we're all doing the same dance steps all twerking and we're all twerking Mm
1: -hmm. and you've moved up to the front now it is beautiful it's It's, It's, I have a moment like that every now and then where I look around in my hot yoga class and same thing all walks of life all everything you can imagine and I'm like we are all in here sweating it out yes and doing this together and it's awesome and it just started the first few classes i
3: took i thought oh my god i'm gonna die this is way too hard and i kept going back it was the only reason i had to leave my house and have time just for me and it's been almost two years later and you're looking amazing and i got all the baby weight off i've just had i mean a lot of people recently. I'm not trying to say, oh my God, look at me, I'm so skinny, because I'm not. But I, compared to where I was, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of good work, and I'm really proud of I'm myself. I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
1: Thanks. And that's inspiring to new moms too. Just to put that out there, because I am all about. I have a lot of young mom friends, and I think it is so crucial to take that time for yourself. It really is. It makes you a better you. Yeah, mentally, it really helped me. I mean.
3: Exercise. I'm not a scientist or anything, but all that stuff they say about true. endorphins and they make you into happy people, I think it's a thing because I just. I feel more positive. When I go and I work out, I, um, I'm more patient with Wyatt. I don't like flip my anger switch as quickly, and I just can handle things better. Right. And now I have this little group of friends yes. now, and-
1: a community to go to. Yeah, and we have just- Have adult conversation. It's so great. I'm just, I feel really lucky that I'm this- I'm really proud of you. Oh man, thanks. I'm proud of you, we gotta wrap up. I'm proud of you for a couple of things. Okay. One, finding your voice. Thanks. making this ep that is so fantastic. Thank you. Having baby, finding time for yourself, and on top of it Rolling Stone named you one of 10 country artists to watch. What? Did you not know that? I did. Oh, how amazing is that? That's pretty cool. How good did that feel to have that validation from one of the biggest like critique or what do they call them? Critique people yeah. magazines?
3: Yeah, this I- the whole, um, the validation thing yes. is something I'm constantly trying to attain. Like, oh, you're you're only going to be a good enough singer until you get a record deal. And all these silly things that I put ahead of myself. And it's stuff like
1: that you read and you're just like, oh my gosh. what am, my, I can't believe I'm in this group and they chose me. Because like, they did not have to choose you. They didn't. That was because your music spoke for itself. Which to me, if I was you, would be one of the most validating things. It was very validating and um, I would just, I also feel
3: validated and super cool. I what, i didn't feel cool before, but now that I've been on your show, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty cool. This I feel kind of like a rock star today. This so. is it.
1: This is the standard. Once you make it to Hypercone Hobby, you make, it's, it's only, I it's in. It. This has been a blast. I want to wrap up with, and you're going to play us a couple songs from a new EP. Okay, is that right? Yes, I will attempt to stumble through. Which you know what? And everyone (laughs) watching this podcast and listening is so proud of you for playing your guitar. Thank you. So this is another chance just to start getting back, just to put another. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. That's awesome. (laughs) But I like to wrap up with "Leave Your Light." So out of all of your amazing life, like you have had such a big life to be so young you've seen so much live so much what is some inspiration that you would like to share with people
3: oh my goodness gracious I guess um, now that I'm a mom and we just discussed this I think it's important to uh, nurture what you love and what your passions are um, it's okay to be yourself um, Because everyone's different, everyone's unique, and it's okay to want to blend in. It's okay to want to stand out, but whatever your passions are, nurture those. And the outcome can only be positive, kind of like a domino effect. If you're not even trying to make a positive difference, you will if you take care of yourself and do what you love. And um, that's what I've learned in my short, what feels like a short 35 years. You packed
1: a lot in there, girl.
3: (laughs) Whew. And also, like, I've come across um, uh, several other artists who have these histories, these legacy artists, and they might feel a little paralyzed or like they're living in the shadow of parents or grandparents or um, some awful, like, reality show history that they're trying to escape. Um, As long as you are being authentic and and sharing your gift, nobody is really going to care about that history because they just want to connect with you. And I think if we're all just in the moment and taking care of ourselves, how can it go wrong?
1: Okay, you were so wise. That was incredible.
3: Was it? Because I was like <laughs> feeling, a l- I was starting to feel like a little, like, how much uh, BS is this coming out of my mouth no, right now? No, <laughs> no,
1: no. That was so inspiring. I love that. Oh, man. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for having me. And thank you for getting up and playing some songs. So we are going to go listen to Jenny Gill play a couple songs. Teal Audio's newest speaker line, the Aurora LiveStream speakers, are designed to fit seamlessly into your home with its wide range of connectivity. To check out the latest speaker line, go to tealaudio.com. We are here at Aurora Nashville, and Jenny Gill is about to play two songs. Tell us about this first one.
3: Uh, this first one I'm going to play is called Whiskey Words. It's one of the first songs that I completed as a songwriter, and it really made me want to keep writing songs. All right.
0: Okay. I've been missing you, haven't seen you for a while, no there's nobody new, that's just not my style. Me call. We both know you.
1: That was amazing. Thank you so much. I love your high range. Oh yeah,
3: I guess uh, I was a first soprano in the high school choir, so I'm using it to my
2: advantage. (laughs) Heck yeah. Okay, so you have one more song for us.
3: I do, I wanna play a song I wrote for my husband. Um, This idea really came out of his mouth. We were laying on the beach in Jamaica on our honeymoon and I was asking him how he was feeling and he was like, are you kidding me, baby? Look for Loving You Landed Me. Uh, and I just was, instead of going, oh, <laughs> I thought to myself, oh my God, what a fantastic song title that is. So I came home and I wrote it with uh, with our good buddy Andy Zach. Okay, can't
0: wait to hear it. Thanks. Old tree got some blue sky sipping on my ties. Let's take a long stroll down the beach. Come on, baby, dip your toes in.
1: love
3: story because oh. you y'all knew each other since high school oh my gosh my husband and I we grew up together and the fact that we ended up together is actually really hilarious to my 17 year old self I assure you um but yeah he's he's a big inspiration to a lot of what I do so I was happy to write that one for him I
1: love that <laughs> okay so the house sessions everyone go get it from Jake Gill I think that's a great idea I think so too yay Caroline.
2: I know you love that interview from Jenny. She's such an interesting, amazing girl. y'all get her EP, the house sessions. It's so good. Next week I have Brandy Cyrus joining me. Brandy Cyrus is a model, a DJ. She loves horses. She also has a new show on Bravo with her mother called Cyrus vs. Cyrus, which takes me to the fact that she's in one of America's most famous families, the Cyrus family. We talk all about that, what that's like growing up in that family with Billy Ray. It's your dad. Miley's your sister. She has done so much with her life, and she is just one of the most engaging, interesting people. You meet her, and you feel like you've been best friends forever. So you guys get excited. Brandy Cyrus is joining me next week. Y'all don't forget to subscribe.